Becoming a Writer by Russell Baker, read by Alexa Provisor. The notion of becoming a writer had flickered off and on in my head, but it wasn't until my third year in high school that the possibility took hold. Until then, I'd been bored by everything associated with English courses. I found English grammar dull and baffling. I hated the assignments to turn out compositions and went at them like heavy labor, turning out laden, lackluster paragraphs that were agonies for teachers to read and for me to write. The classics thrust on me to read seemed as deadening as chloroform. When our class was assigned to Mr. Flegel for third year English, I anticipated another grim year in that dreariest of subjects. Mr. Flegel... <laughs> Mr. Flegel was notorious among city students for dullness and inability to inspire. He was said to be stuffy, dull, and hopelessly out of date. To me, he looked to be 60 or 70 and prim to a fault. He wore primly severe eyeglasses, his wavy hair was primly cut, and primly combed. He wore prim-vested suits with neckties blocked primly against the collar buttons of his primly starched white shirts. He had a primly pointed jaw, a primly straight nose, and a prim manner of speaking that was so correct, so gentlemanly, that he seemed a comic antique. I anticipated a listless, unfruitful year with Mr. Flegel, and for a long time was not disappointed. We read Macbeth. Mr. Flegel loved Macbeth, Macbeth and wanted us to love it too, but he lacked the gift of infecting others with his own passion. He tried to convey the murderous ferocity of Lady Macbeth one day by reading aloud the passage that concludes. I have given suck and know how tender tis to love the babe that milks me. I would, while it was smiling in my face, have plucked my nipple from his boneless gums. The idea of prim Mr. Flegel plucking his nipple from boneless gums was too much for the class. We burst into gasps of irrepressible snickering. Mr. Flegel stopped. There is nothing funny, boys, about giving suck to a babe. It is the, the very essence of motherhood, don't you see? He constantly sprinkled his sentences with, don't you see? It wasn't a question, but an exclamation of mild surprise at our ignorance. Your pronoun needs an antecedent, don't you see? He would say, very primly. The purpose of the porter scene, boys, is to provide comic relief from the horror, don't you see? Late in the year, we tackled the informal essay. The essay, don't you see, is the, my mind went numb. Of all forms of writing, none seems so boring as the essay. Naturally, we would have to write informal essays. Mr. Flegel distributed a homework sheet of offering us a choice of topics. None was quite so simple-minded as what I did on my summer vacation, but most seemed to be almost as dull. I took the list home and dawdled until the night before the essay was due. Sprawled on the sofa, I finally faced up to the grim task, took, out, took the list out of my notebook, and scanned it. The topic on which my eye stopped was the art of eating spaghetti. This title produced an extraordinary sequence of mental images. Surging up from the depths of memory came a vivid recollection of a night in Belleville when all of us were seated around the supper table. Uncle Alan, my mother, Uncle Charl Charlie, Doris, Uncle Hal, and Aunt Pat served spaghetti for supper. Spaghetti was an exotic treat in those days. Neither Doris nor I had ever eaten spaghetti, and none of the adults had enough experience to be good at it. All the good humor of Uncle Alan's house reawoke in my mind as I recalled the laughing arguments we had that night about the socially respectable method for moving spaghetti from plate to mouth. 
Suddenly, I wanted to write about that, about the warmth and good feeling of it. But I wanted to put it down simply for my own joy, not for Mr. Flegel. It was a moment I wanted to recapture and hold for myself. I wanted to relive the pleasure of an evening at New Street. To write it as I wanted, however, would violate all the rules of formal composition I'd learned in school, and Mr. Flegel would surely give it a failing grade. Never mind. I would write something else for Mr. Flegel after I had written this thing for myself. When I finished it, the night was half gone, and there was no time left to compose a proper, respectable essay for Mr. Flegel. There was no choice next morning but to turn in my private reminiscence of Belleville. Two days passed before Mr. Flegel returned the graded papers, and he returned everyone's but mine. I was bracing myself for a command to report to Mr. Flegel immediately after school for discipline when I saw him lift my paper from his desk and rap for the class's attention. Now, boys, he said, I want to read you an essay. This is titled, The Art of Eating Spaghetti. And he started to read. My words! He was reading my words out loud to the entire class. What's more, the entire class was listening, listening attentively. Then somebody laughed, then the entire class was laughing, and not in contempt and ridicule, but with open-hearted enjoyment. Even Mr. Flegel stopped two or three times to repress a small, prim smile. I did my best to avoid showing pleasure, but what I was feeling was pure ecstasy at this startling demonstration that my words had the power to make people laugh. In the 11th grade, at the 11th hour as it were, I had discovered a calling. It was the happiest moment of my entire school career. When Mr. Flegel finished, he put the final seal of my happiness by saying, Now that, boys, is an essay, don't you see? It's, don't you see? It's of the very essence of the essay, don't you see? Congratulations, Mr. Baker. For the first time, light shone on a possibility. It wasn't a very heartening possibility, to be sure. Writing couldn't lead to a job after high school, and it was hardly honest work. But Mr. Flegel had opened a door for me. After that, I ranked Mr. Flegel among the finest teachers in the school.